1: Welcome to the Sunday night Q and a. I'm your host Jeremy Betts, and I am joined tonight by Brian Anthony Davis, the one and only Brian. How you doing today, Mr. Badman?
0: It is great to be here. Thanks for not calling me legendary. like you, like <laughs> will Barr calls everybody legendary. um yeah. i I'm not at that status yet, but it is great to be here. It's Sunday night. It's start of another week. I'm so thrilled and to have you with me, Jeremy. I don't think we've yeah. ever done a. A show just as a duo
1: i don't think so i know i was on when i first started with you jeff and dave on the preview one night and that was a lot of fun but yeah let's this is gonna be fun brian um and let me can... t- let me tell Go you ahead. this
0: i think you've come a long way i think you're fantastic i love what you and andrew do on the fix i love the stuff that you're doing for steel curtain network so uh fantastic job and glad to have you here i would love to i I realize how much older I am than you and how much knowledge you have, especially around the college game and the prospect game. And I am just so, you know, enamored with what you guys do. So let's answer some questions. I think we should.
1: And, um, you know, I was going to go back to what, you know, how Andrew calls everybody legendary. Uh, I'm a legend in my own mind, you know, (laughs) one of those types, but uh, I'm never afraid to jump out there and be the guy if I have to. But, Brian, we're not the guys tonight. The fans are the guys. The listeners are the guys and gals. You guys, give us your questions. We're going to try to answer them. It's going to be a lot of fun. We we got one to start out from Alton Forid, if I'm saying that right. Afton. Afton, okay, Afton. I'm I'm new to the chat,
0: so a big friend of the, the show. Me. You will know right Afton on. Ford. You will know Kathy Ford. You will know okay. a lot of these names on the screen, like uh, Brian and Jennifer and Reggie sure. and uh, Frosty and Carrie and uh, the these are uh, Felicia, of course, one of our longtime favorites. Sure. So you will know these names as we go on.
1: I'm excited to make new friends. Absolutely. Let's answer this one. It's Coach T. Any standouts? At OTA. So I guess our thoughts on coach
0: and any standouts happening at OTAs. Brian, what have you noticed? You know, this is a really interesting question because the first standout that I'm going to mention is the coaching staff. I mm-hmm. really feel that. And you know, I'm reading today, this morning on behind the com that and I believe Jeff tweeted this out as well, our very own Jeff Hartman. And when I read that the Pittsburgh Steelers are moons away, I don't think that was the quote, but they were, they are so far away from where they were last year, so far ahead, excuse me, not away, but they're so far ahead of where they are. That's something that you want to hear, especially with the offense. And I really think that this whole thing was calculated. And when I say calculated, I'm thinking last year was a part of the plan as well. Sure. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense,
1: especially when you consider the fact that they're moving on from Ben Roethlisberger, who had his own ideas about the offense anyway. You're really just reinstalling a brand new offense with whoever you brought in last year, and that happened to be Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. And those guys are ahead of schedule now, and that makes for uh, just a a really fun time for them i'm sure knowing that they're coming into something that they're already familiar with that they can grow on and it's g- going to be fun for fans too cuz i think there's a lot of uh, within steeler nation i i just sense there's expectation that this season could be a potentially special year and i'm not saying a super bowl run necessarily but a team that that is really competitive and shows that they're ahead of the ball game um I don't know if you feel the same way, Brian, but I agree with you about the coaching staff.
0: You know, I really do. And we could talk about, we could definitely talk about player standouts. And I'm sure that's what Afton wanted to know. And we can go ahead and take a look at that. But let me tell you mm-hmm. this outside of the 412, and I guess we got to throw the 724 in there. But sure. with Steeler <laughs> Nation, there are so many area codes. Everybody has a different area code here. In fact, flash your area codes up on the screen. I'd love to see that. What's your area code, Jeremy? Eight two eight. Eight two eight. That's a good one. I'm a three zero one, but I grew okay. up in eight one four. There you and go. I always. It's really funny. Oh. I, you know, you had four one two, and then you know, almost double it with eight one four. So there you go. <laughs> but what I'm gonna, what I'm really gonna tell you about that is outside of this area, no one nobody's believing in the Steelers, but for the ones that are covering it every single day, like we do here at steel curtain network. And we have, of course, you know, Jim Wexel's in the locker room and he's on Wednesday nights. And we have a lot of information about this team. And we see, we saw the progressions, especially last year uh, from week, the uh, last seven to nine weeks of the season yes, and what was happening. And you saw the things were, really special and i just found out frosty the bear is really close to me wow oh that's awesome how about that not that far away from where i'm from i live it's I a hang small out world frosty after all frosty the bear 69 <laughs> there
1: you go I- i'm looking at a bunch of area codes we got paul 814 kathy 620 lynn 610 i was in Aston, the 717 this weekend How about that with Keith? Hey, for Keith Foreman, there you go, 717. Hey, I grew up in uh, 650, and that is uh, South Dakota, Western South Dakota. So I don't see any 650s out there. But, uh, hey, let's pop up some more questions here, Brian. That's why we're here. So how about this one from Frosty? Do you believe the rumors that Canada has revamped the offense? If it's true, why keep Canada if they changed up that much? That is an interesting thought.
0: Brian, what do you think? the biggest fear in Steelers nation is the fact that Matt Canada is going to go ahead and take this entire offense and not adapt it. Yeah. He, he has done it already is what the reports are coming out. Look, I am, you heard me and I'm a hypocrite. If I say that I love Matt Canada, cause I do not. And if he's doing well next year, I'm going to praise him like I did a few games last year down the stretch where I praised him, but I still did not love what he does. I am, man, I am firm, though, in the fact that I don't think Matt Canada had his personnel. And everything that Omar Khan and Andy Weidel and Mike Tomlin, who engineered that team, you throw in names like uh, Dan Colbert and especially Sheldon White how they built this team. They built it around what they've been working on. So when I tell you that last year was an important part of the process, I really think it was. And I think with the personnel and with Matt Canada's system, if it gets more creative and it gets less predictable, they are going to be so much better of a team. It doesn't mean that it can't work. Look at what the 49ers do. And I'm not saying it's the same it's the same situation as the 49ers. It's not exactly the same offense, but what they rely on in the Matt Canada offense definitely can work. But the problem is the reason you saw jet sweeps a lot, yeah. the re- because they did not have it together. They did not have the personnel and Kenny Pickett. Remember he was thrown into the mix last year at this time in OTAs and then starting in training camp. He was the number three guy. And they didn't look at it. And the other thing, and you're probably gonna hear ha- hear me say this a lot, you have a guy like Darnell Washington. And I'm not saying Darnell Washington is the savior for this team, but I remember sitting at Heinz Field with Dave Schofield, December 15th, 2019. We had a spoon and huddle because it was that close <laughs> and that cold. And I re- I remember him saying every time Zach Banner came in, and and his number was announced that he was an eligible yeah. receiver. Everybody in the world knew what he was going to do. And Dave's like, they know, they know what's going to happen. And if they throw the ball, it's going to be to Johnny Holton. And sure enough, if they threw the ball, it was to Johnny Holton in that situation. They didn't throw it that much. So defense is new. And I believe the Buffalo bills talked about the fact, yeah, we knew what they were going to do every single time and how predictable. And we heard that from the Bengals as well last year. So predictability is the one thing that they need to change but if they have the guys that that can change that predictability yeah then it's gonna be good and that's why darnell washington is such a big deal because you are not going to telegraph anything with darnell washington in there because yeah. he can block and catch the football and you're not going to pigeonhole him as just a blocker that's been my
1: argument the whole up op- or the whole draft process brian was that he has the potential to really unlock this Matt Canada offense. But I think going back to the original question, why Matt Canada, you know, wh- why it's good that they kept him specifically is, is the fact that he he's showing that he has the ability to, to build a system based on the, the guys that come in, not so much bring guys in that fit the system. And, and what do they say about good coaches, Brian? It's, can you make, the guys that you have work, and that's what Matt Canada is trying to do. I think that you've got a little bit of a mix and match of that, but for the most part, um, he is fitting players that he has to into his system in, in the way that they can best succeed. I've got to give a shout-out here, Brian. My mom and dad are on the live chat here calling in from the 252. That's my dad's uh, handle right there. Ed and Andrea – checking it out so under some extra pressure tonight to really perform brian
0: because no there is no pressure and ed and andrea <laughs> i'm very proud of your son and what he's done i mean look i listened to some of his stuff because i was his pod- podcast producer and i still am yeah. but i listened to some of his stuff when he first started out i'm like wow we have some work to do with this guy but <laughs> yeah. he has he has so much potential and that potential is being realized every single show i love what he's doing. There's no pressure because you're not on the show if you can't handle it. Well, I appreciate it, man. Let's talk
1: about Dave Schofield's question here. How many Steelers players do we think will get over 500 receiving yards this year? Love this question. This is great. Uh, We've got some answers from from the comment section. Afton says six. So, Brian, let's try to name those six here if, if we can. Deontay Johnson... Yes, uh, Pat Friermuth. Yes, George Pickens. Yes. Uh, where do we go from there? I mean, who, Alan who's Robinson next on this? is going to be yeah.
0: right uh, hovering around that mark. Sure. Because and, and it's not a bad thing if he only ends up with with uh, five hundred yards, and even if he ends up with four hundred and fifty. But if he had forty catches from the guy, yeah, you know that's a good thing. And if you get three or four touchdowns from the guy. That's awesome. I think it's that four, but let's find the other other two that that Afton's talking about. Yeah, you know, I, I don't believe that it's Anthony Miller or Calvin Austin or, or CA or you know what I like to call him CA three baby. No, no, not CA three. Oh. I don't know what what you got, Brian Austin three nineteen. <laughs> okay. Just said I ran past your butt. <laughs> I love it. I hadn't heard that I said before. that to, I, I said that to, to him, more him, more him on my you interview, said, oh, I Oh, there I interviewed you go. Him a, a couple of months ago. Okay, I'll have to go I, back and and to oh, that. Oh,
1: stone cold. I love that. I'm
0: like there you
1: go. <laughs> nice. Uh, my dad says that they're they're proud of me as well. So I'm I'm going to take that and and run with it here and uh hopefully my head doesn't get bigger than it already is, but um let's see. We got
0: Felicia saying she's watching from Australia. How about that? Well, no, she's not in Australia. She's watching our good friend Marky oh. D.
1: Oh, Marky D formerly okay. of the Steel okay.
0: Curtain, who's yeah, they Marky and Matt yes. left the Steel Curtain Network in with very good terms. In fact, you know, Marky, you want to do this show with uh, Jeremy one week because we're gonna have rotating guests, you know. Love to have you. He's he's one of our guys and he shows oh, yeah. up in the live chat a lot and look look at this she's supporting both of the guys and i love the fact that you're supporting us both thank you so much felicia one of the best what from the beginning when we started here on Streamyard and on youtube we've always had felicia and one of our absolute favorites
1: absolutely thanks for being such a loyal supporter and uh i'm sure marky appreciates you hopping in on his show as well um I'm probably a little bit louder than, than Marky D. So uh, maybe, maybe turn, turn us down a little bit. I don't know. We'll see, but uh, let's go back and and get a a question from Brian here. Brian Brown says, do you think the Steelers could do like a few years ago and the defense outscore the opponent's offense for the first three games? I don't know. That must've been 2019 Brian, when the defense was really good. I'm not recollecting exactly
0: the reference there, but um, well, defense, I I, think I be believe good. well that's what happened in the Bengals game, the opening game too, right? Because yeah. didn't Minka have that's a true. pick six, he did. Yes, absolutely. Well, you yep. know what I I think that you're going to need a lot of help from the defense, but a little different than a year ago. I think that the Steelers can stay on the field a lot longer. Now you're gonna if you say wait Pat, what about the fact that they were staying? on the field a lot mm. with the running game the second half of the season. Yes, but they've got to put it in the end zone more. So yeah. with what the expectations are, it's that next step in the progression. Now you're you're putting together good drives. Now put together slightly better drives and put more in the end zone. And if you do yeah. that, you cut the field goals down. You know, hey, we don't want to see Chris Boswell as the points leader. Right? We do not Absolutely. but we we want to see a lot of extra points from Chris Boswell and that is going to be the big thing here. So what they've done and what they're putting together, they're going big. They're trying to be a basketball team here. They with are. a guy Absolutely. like Darnell Washington, with a guy like George Pickens with his size with you already have a big guy in Fryarmouth yep Alan Robinson, you've got a lot of Red Zone guys you do? And that's absolutely. And, and I'm going to tell you something else here. If you don't get a lot of touchdowns out of Deontay Johnson, that's not a big deal. Everybody's freaked out about the zero last year. No touchdowns. Yeah. And yeah, you need touchdowns out of your wide receiver. However, he also moves the chains. Yeah. If you look at the stat with Deontay Johnson on first downs, you're going to be more impressed with that. And you have big red zone guys that you could take advantage a whole lot more. And what's going to happen when they start keying on those guys, deonte's going to be more free and he's going to benefit. So with all of these red zone guys that you have and they're on the field and don't forget Connor Hayward right. is probably going to be coming out of the backfield too. There are so many options here that that's why I'm really excited. Same here, Brian. And,
1: you know, you guys keep these questions coming. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to answer more of your questions. We're going to keep talking, keep chatting at you here on the Steel Curtain Network with the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. Load those questions up here as we take a quick break on the audio side. We'll stick around right here, though, for you. If you're watching live, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. It's the It's the Steelers Sunday night Q and a, excuse me. I'm getting my terms mixed up. I'm so used to being on the Steelers fix that uh, it still throws me off every now and then when I'm on other shows, but we're here, we're answering your questions, Brian, let's jump right back into it with another question from Brian. Uh, Will Matt Canada fix the red zone offense is the real question. We talked about that a little bit before we went to break. How could you not fix the red zone offense with
0: some of these playmakers, Brian? You know, I I think we just thought we just talked about that. Yeah. So I'm going to turn it back over to you. And what's your thoughts about this? Because that is probably if there's a dry erase board in that office, what are they talking about in those meeting rooms? They're talking about how do we convert when when they're in the red zone? So we talked about the personnel, Jeremy. Now, how do they turn that into points?
1: Man, I think it goes back to what they're building up front. And the, the more time you can give a guy like Kenny Pickett, if your blocking is better up front, the better you are at converting those uh, 10 and in, in the red zone drives where you get Najee Harris and Jalen Warren on the goal line, the more you can convert those, the better you're going to be. And I think that this, that that's the whole key to, to their red zone is the bigs up front. And I, I include Darnell Washington in that mix because like you said to start or earlier on for another question, excuse me, is that he, he brings multiplicity to the Steelers offense and he can be on the field and he, he, there are no tells with him out there. So if it's, if it's second and, and goal from the five yard line, Darnell Washington's on the field, he gives you a shot to run it or to throw it. And if that offensive line can protect better, If you have to max protect with Darnell Washington, you can do that too. Give Kenny Pickett time to survey, to maybe move around a little bit, use those legs. I think that's how the scoring goes up. Brian, I know you'd love to see it too, but four scoring trips can either be 28 points or it can be 12 points. And there is a big difference between the two. And it's time for the Steelers to start converting at a at a higher rate. If they do that, they should be able to keep up with some of these teams, especially
0: if the defense is as good as we think it could be. I'm I'm going to slightly correct you there. Four cha- four scoring chances definitely could be 28. It definitely could be 12. Yeah, but more often it's six or nine. Yeah, because we're the the Steelers going to fail to get in the end zone there, and you have and I, you have a chance at a turnover there in the red zone or you have an opportunity for a missed kick
1: very true very true and it's just all about converting getting those points on the board you're going to have to against teams like the Bengals Ravens even the Browns in this division they're going to have some high-powered offenses if everything goes according to their plans and if you're the Steelers you should go into every game as if the other team is going to play their best so let's move on to another question here i've got steve majeski what do you guys think or what you guys thinking the secondary is going to look like right left slot nickel that's a wide-ranging question brian Uh, let's talk about the the rookies where they fit in maybe uh where you see patrick peterson here because there's talk about him even jumping to safety what do you think how's it going to work
0: out I think eventually you are going to see Patrick Peterson as a safety, but I don't think it's going to be on the uh, in the plans for twenty twenty three. I, in fact, I'd almost be disappointed if there was a switch made there. Um, and the reason being is because you want to kind of go with the plans. I know you have these big presents you cannot wait to unwrap, and yeah. now, now the package that looked like it was going to be socks in Corey Trice is now. A game for your xbox you know so it's it's <laughs> yes. something that's a whole lot more exciting than what you thought you you just thought i mean like hey hey socks you know in fact <laughs> in my family we do that it's a it's a role now and i started it like 20 some years ago and now nice. my kids do it if you get socks you gotta go socks Woo! And you, uh, but that's that's really what it is <laughs> and joey porter jr he is starting to shine yeah. Um. In OTAs as well. And I got worried a little bit when I'm hearing all these veterans praise Trice and you need to, because he is more of an underdog here. And yeah. Joey Porter is kind of anointed as being the next guy. And you'd love to see Legion of boom. You would like to see those guys out there, but the problem is you have very capable guys right now in Patrick Peterson and levi wallace yep. and you start mixing one of those guys you start them out as the three and the four with expected with the expectations that they're going to be the one on the two yeah but but they don't have to be in 2023 you right. can mentor you're in that great situation where you're able to mentor and if there's a problem with one of those guys and you have to move one of those guys in they're going to get plenty of playing time because of that slot corner now to to be perfectly honest with you steve I have no clue right, left, and slot and nickel. I don't know how they're going to put that together because they yeah. are going to tinker. And what you see in OTAs right now is not what you're going to see in training camp. So remember, when you hear that Chou for and uh, Dan Moore Jr. are yeah. battling for that right tackle spot, that's not true yet. That's right. the ideal hope. Because in OTAs, you want to put Broderick Jones out there as much as possible. But you want to give those other guys the opportunity to go ahead and learn the right tackle side with the with the caveat that, Dan Moore, you're probably going to have to start the season at left tackle unless this guy's Marquise Pouncey and blows you away. Look, yeah. I know not the same position, but it's it's the same thing. So with the corners, yeah, we I don't know. I expect week one, Peterson and Wallace, what's yep. your thoughts on the uh, – on the slot in the nickel.
1: Yeah, I think I think it, when you really need a nickel corner, I think that's where you see either Chandon Sullivan, obviously, uh if if they don't feel the rookies are up to the task yet. But I think you'll see a lot of Patrick Peterson sliding into the slot, Joey Porter Jr. coming on the field. Levi Wallace can play there as well. You don't like him there as much as you might like Peterson with his savvy I like Peterson a lot in the slot because he can just sit there and read quarterback's eyes and, and make plays. Uh, but Brian, I'm also interested in the safety grouping as well. He's talking about the secondary. They've got a chance to be very interesting, uh, multiple on defense there as well with Minka Fitzpatrick, DeMonte KZ, and uh, Keanu Neal uh, and Miles Killerbrew, You got to throw him in the mix as well. Uh, you got some thumpers. You've got rangy guys as well. That's a fun group to me. And I know some aren't as high on the safeties, but I really like the safeties here. Let's move on to another question. This one is a fun question, Brian, especially for me. I love to to try to predict the future. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, And this could be exciting for Steelers fans. If this is indeed the case, Christopher 11 says, I know it's not good to read too much into week one. But if we take care of the Niners benchmark game, he says, could this team be off to the races? It's a good question. When you think about the schedule that the
0: Steelers have, what do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. The reason they could be off, off to the races is because that first part of the season is not daunting. Second part of the season isn't daunting, but there's more challenges in that second part of the season. However, the 49ers, it's really interesting here because They're coming in with Sam Darnold, most likely. It's not going to be Trey Lance. Now you got to deal with Christian McCaffrey, but we've seen them deal with Christian McCaffrey before. Right? You've uh, those other guys that I mean, Debo Samuel. You got to deal with him, and I understand all of that. But remember, back in that 2019 and game, and that was four years ago. If the if the Steelers could have just scored some points and not fumble down late. They, they win that game. They almost came back and won that game in week three in San Francisco that year. Uh, sorry, Santa Clara. I know Santa it's Clara. not actually <laughs> uh, San Francisco. But all I'm saying here is, yeah, they would have a great opportunity. That would be a great win for them. And I'm going to tell you right now, unless things drastically change, I know on the preview – I'm going to pick the Steelers to actually win that game. I don't care. I don't care what it's going to be because look at the last two seasons. Yeah. When you give Mike Tomlin and this team the entire offseason to prepare for a game, yeah. look what they did to the Bengals last season, who were in the Super Bowl the year before. Right. Look at what they did to the Bills two years before. They stifled those teams and they kept great quarterbacks, two of the best in the league. They kind of, you know, kept them down. So right. I, I'm not going and saying they're going to win. They're going to be my pick to win. And my picks are going to be more optimistic anyways. Yeah. And I actually
1: have the 49ers as a, a team to watch for some regression, maybe this year, because I think they, they had a lot of things go their way with Brock Purdy. And I don't, I just don't know if he's going to be able to, if if he ends up being the starter or Sam Darnold, really either of those guys, uh, the ceilings don't don't scare you and yes my uh, Kyle Shanahan is a genius on offense but I, I I really think that teams might be able to figure out these two quarterbacks and and really play them
0: well what you got one more thing here the defense is really what you've got to worry about yeah that's very the true San Francisco 49ers so you're not going to see a lot of points in that game because they are stifling
1: yeah absolutely let's get Jeffrey Benedict our very own Asked what rookie has the best name number jersey combo. Brian, I'm gonna go ahead and answer this. I yeah, think please
0: do, because I, I
1: think I'm a little confused on this. <laughs> I think it's Joey Porter Jr. Because you got that Porter Jr. on the on the back of the jersey, and you've got Ike Taylor's iconic 24. For me, it's it's Ike Taylor's 24 because that's who I grew up watching wearing that number and just the nostalgia of that same era for for Joey Porter's dad and to be wearing Ike's 24. To me, that's that's the Jersey uh, combination that that I, and I'm sorry, I'll throw that back up there, that I like the best. Uh, what, what do you think, Brian?
0: I like Darnell Washington in 80. I yes, I was just it, It's nice to see an 80 back there, but I agree with you on Porter Jr., and I just have to go ahead and say I'm wrong a lot. But for the first time in my Jersey prediction, I was almost perfect for the- You were, man. Prediction. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, and that doesn't happen very often. But I got 77 before it was announced on the preview. I knew they were going to go 24. I, I said, you know, I'd love to see them go five, but they're not going to go five. They're not going to go zero because they don't do that with the untrad- with the untraditional numbers. They yeah. They still like to put guys in the 80s. And I figured, okay, he won zero. You give him eighty, and that's going to be the compromise. And it was great because he tried really hard. He lobbied Darnell Washington, lobbied Mike Tomlin for that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it It's going to be it's going to be interesting
1: to see how it plays out. I had a question here, Brian, and I lost it. Can if you can help? Is me it Brian can... Brown?
0: Let's bring up Brian Brown.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wasn't last year's red zone offense one of the worst you've ever seen? It was for me, and I think statistically it was one of the worst in, in a long time as well. Um, this this kind of goes back to what we were talking about, but before um, it it just really has a chance now to turn around with some of the personnel that they have. And I think Brian, you you kind of feel the same. Anything to add here?
0: It's that progression from year one to year two for Kenny Pickett, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see sherry i'm looking for sherry's question she asked oh here it is here it is do you think we make another move at inside linebacker i hope so what do you think i think it's possible it could be via trade it could be via free agency still there's still some names out there we saw them bringing Quan alexander there's been some murmurings they're they're looking at maybe like an isaiah simmons in arizona for a team that's Selling uh, because they're in tank mode, if you will. Brian, do you see the Steelers adding to this position or do you think they're they're happy with a Landon Roberts and Cole Holcomb kind of manning that the starting jobs with with Mark Robinson and, and, and maybe somebody else uh, vying for playing time?
0: I'm going to answer the first question first with a no. I don't think they're going to make a move. And I'm going to answer your second question. Question: Yes, I think they're happy with what they have. And if you see a move made, it's because you don't like what's going on in training yeah. camp or somebody gets hurt.
1: Yeah, I agree. Let's do one more, Brian, before we wrap it
0: up. Let's well, let's see do... what we have here. I'll, I'll bring this one up and we yeah. can answer this one really fast. I think it's the uh, undrafted free agent. Ooh. And I think it is Alfonso Graham. Yeah, I agree. That's
1: that's a question mark. It really is RB three, and that I've seen some some people writing about recently. It's on people's minds, and I think Graham has a chance to to be very interesting there as well. The Steelers might even bring back somebody that uh, doesn't make a roster somewhere as well. But uh, yeah, that's a good question, and I think one that we'll see play out as the roster turns over plenty of times in the near future. Got any
0: more you see there, Brian, you want to bring up real quick? Let's see. I've uh, I'm not sure what, what this question means. Still, still at 8.5, maybe time to refinance. Is that about wins uh, over? I guess that's a win total. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm looking at a win total of I'm looking at 10. Okay. I'm thinking 10 and 7, 9 and 8, I think would be a disappointment. And the, I mean, that might get you in, but I doubt it, but nine and eight is, well, think about it before everything nine and eight is the new nine and seven. Right. But you basically for nine and seven to be better, you kind of need to be 10 and seven. So you you need to progress, especially in that division. Any new, Oh, here, I'll bring this one up for you.
1: Ooh, yeah, I saw that one too. I was looking for it. <laughs> they get going on here, Brian, and it's hard to keep up. I'm going to have to learn how to do this a little better. But, hey, it's been fun. Thomas Riley, any new info on Calvin Austin? The only thing I've heard is he's healthy and that he's looking dynamic out there. If you look at Alan Saunders or Mark uh some of the people who have been there taking video and stuff, he looks explosive to me. Brian, I'm excited for his for his potential this year i don't know if you feel the same way if you feel he's going to get overshadowed in this offense what do you think
0: no i don't think he's going to get overshadowed but i think he will get overshadowed in the offense but because of what he's going to do in special teams he's going to you know make his mark that way remember 2010 Antonio Brown was overshadowed in that offense, but when you get to the playoffs, he made some big catches, but what he did on special teams was a big deal. So he does not have to, my gosh, if he gets 150 yards receiving, that's an amazing, that would be amazing. Huge. And it's not because of him. It's because of his role and who's ahead of him. Right, you know, you're just looking for for somebody to bring some explosion to this offense. We
1: saw that they can matriculate down the field, as it's called, as it said, but can they be explosive? Brian, somebody's calling you out here. Deal with it. It's calling you out. 10 wins?
0: I love it. Seriously, I see 12 wins easy. I mean, I could see it as well. I really could. And, like, news headline from my friend Sean (laughs) Manahan here, bad hate stealers, sees them with only 10 wins. You know, it's I'm just looking at the jump i think a jump up of one game would be better i think two games would be great look yeah. i don't want to overshoot it uh, right. because 10 and 10 and 7 is three games over 500 11 and 6 is five games so this is this is a different formula that you're working with that you never did before until 2021 when they started the 17th game but right. i'm going conservative from the start And I might up this, and I have no problem upping it. I don't think I'm going backwards because I really think that this is not a 9-8 and team. I do not really think there's going to be a losing season. So, you know, I'm going to hold with 10, and let's see what training camp and preseason games look like, too. The AFC is
1: ready to beat itself up. And I think the AFC North winner, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here, Brian. This is my prediction. The AFC North winner will be the number one seed in the AFC. Whoever that is, could be our Pittsburgh Steelers. It's been fun, Brian. It's Let's been wrap awesome. It up. But thank you. If we didn't get to your question, you know, come back next time. We will, we will keep working through these. Uh, thank you so much for giving us some talking points. You make it easy on us. Uh, listeners and, and and viewers you make it easy on us you've given us the content tonight and i appreciate all of you coming out brian any final words before we ski
0: we cannot do these shows without you we appreciate everything about all of you and thank you and to our entire staff that works on this show because this is going to be rotating as we keep on going through except for jeremy jeremy's going to be your permanent host and you won't see me on this show uh <laughs> Every single week, but I'll pop up here and there, but make sure you check out not only us here on Facebook and yes. on YouTube, but anywhere that you find your favorite podcasts. Cause check, check this out. If you go and download this show, that's fine. And you listen to it in the car. That's great. But if you go to the audio network, fans, first sports network, Steel curtain network, and you look for steel curtain network and Pittsburgh Steelers and formerly formerly btsc you're going to find all these audio shows that you cannot find on youtube so if you like us here but you want so much more content you're going to get a lot more
1: we have it all three shows a day seven days a week it's coming at you hard and fast ladies and gentlemen that's going to do it for us here on The Steel Curtain Network Steelers Sunday night Q&A. Thanks for joining us. Looking forward to being back with you next week. For Brian Anthony Davis, I'm Jeremy Betts. Talk to you later.